What's happening, my Jack family? Coach Scott here. Welcome to another episode of the Jack at 40 podcast. I recently had a great conversation with one of my clients who is 41 years young, and he asked me, based on the lessons that I've learned from building muscle after 40, what would I tell my 41-year-old self? I'm 46 right now. Um, what would I do different? What would I change um, if I could go back in time and do it all over again? These are based on the lessons where I have uh, gone through muscle building phases where I've gained 30 pounds, gone through muscle building phase where I gained 20 pounds, 10 pounds, eight pounds, and just this past year uh, has been about five to six pounds. So what have I learned through those uh, different experiences and how would I change things um, back then? And it really led to a great discussion on kind of our muscle building potential as well. Being, I mean, if you have over 10 years of lifting experience under your belt, like quality lifting experience under your belt and you're over 40, chances are we are very, very close to our genetic potential, our genetic limitations. So the amount of muscle that we can build each year is going to be very, very little. Uh, but that doesn't mean that all hope is lost. And just because we can only gain a little bit of muscle each year, that little bit of muscle can make a dramatic impact on the visual appearance of your physique. And we talked a lot about that, uh, this client of, of mine and, and myself there, about how like you can, it just kind of changes a little bit of the structure of your physique, how you look, and for like the muscle density. I find that's one of the biggest benefits, even in pro bodybuilders. See, some of the best physiques are guys over 40, and it's not because they have continued to pack on muscle year after year. It's just that muscle density, that muscle maturity, it really brings out the finer details of your physique. So even though the gains are going to be very, very slow uh, and very small um, at this stage of the game, it can still, I mean, it's still worth the pursuit of trying to gain muscle and doing the best we can to give ourselves the best chance to gain muscle. So what exactly is that? There's absolutely no doubt that to give yourself the best chance of building muscle, no matter what age you're at, a calorie surplus is the way to go. Now, how big that calorie surplus should be, we'll get to that in a, in a moment here. Uh, but I want to share my experiences, what I shared with my client there. So based on my past experiences. So when I was 39 years old, I gained Actually, when I was 38 years old, I gained uh, 30 pounds uh, during my muscle building phase, extended over, I think it's five, six months. Uh, and then that took me a good like four to five months to cut that fat off. I ended up only gaining a pound. So I traded, it was, it was a lot of work to get that fat off for one pound of muscle. Um, and then the following year, so 39 years old, I gained 20 pounds during my muscle building phase. Again, extended over five to six months. Took me three months to um, shed that 20 pounds of fat. That was the last time I ever had to go through a 12-week cutting phase. Recorded that in the Shredded After 40 Shred system, the 12-week shred system there. Documented every single meal that I ate, following a nice flexible dieting approach, the exact workouts I did to lose that 20 pounds. Uh, that was a great overall diet experience, but again, gaining 20 pounds, I ended up gaining a pound of muscle. So I still 19 pounds of fat that I gained during that process, thinking to myself, is it worth it? Definitely wasn't worth it to gain the 30 pounds. Didn't seem worth it to gain the 20 pounds. That's a lot of excess fat to get just for one pound of muscle. So then the following year, I'm like, all right, I'm going to um, just gain 10 pounds during this muscle building phase. And that lasted an entire 11 months where I was in a muscle building phase, just taking it nice and slow and steady. And then that 10 pounds was really quick. I think it was like six weeks where I was able to drop that 10 pounds of fat. And then I'm like, man, even 10 pounds, I ended up 
the 10 pounds I gained, I still gained a pound of muscle during that year. So like, this seems to be like my genetic potential right now at this stage of the game with all these years of lifting under the belt, um, I'm gaining about a pound a year, which is in line with what a lot of the research shows. Like I'm pretty stoked to be able to gain a pound of muscle at this stage of game with the kind of lifting experience I've had under my belt. So then I slowed it down even more. Uh, seven to eight pounds was the route that I took. And again, right around a pound of muscle gain. And then uh, this past year, I gained about five, maybe six pounds. So took it even slower and steadier. Not sure exactly um, how much muscle I gained. I haven't done any kind of body fat scan uh, recently. Close, I'd say maybe close to a pound. I don't think I was quite, quite there, but I'd say very, very, very close. So based on my experiences throughout these past five to seven years here, what I would tell my 41-year-old self when at that point, at 41, I still I gained five, uh, 10 pounds, sorry, gained 10 pounds that year. I'd tell my 41-year-old self, slow it down even more. Go with more of a gentle surplus uh, than you ever have before. Because really, whether you're gaining five pounds or eight pounds during that very extended muscle building uh, time, it, the end result is going to be very, very much the same. The benefit of slowing it down, taking that slower and steady process to building is that it extends the amount of time you can build muscle. Like when I was gaining 20 to 30 pounds uh, during my muscle building phases, like after five to six months, I'm just feeling ridiculously sluggish. I'm not feeling good. I'm not performing my best. Just, and not let alone, just not quite feeling comfortable in my own skin. So at that point, like I got to diet down there. And I'm spending four, even three to six months of dieting. That's, that's time that could have been spent building muscle instead, or at least enjoying life, living your life abundantly rather than in deprivation in diet mode and really having to struggle with the challenges of uh, family events and gatherings and food temptations and just the mental struggle and challenge that comes from extended periods of time of dieting. So for the past few years, for me, it's been fantastic where I have just gained, uh, I've just had to go through four week little mini cuts in order to shed any little bit of fat that I may have gained during these muscle building phases. So short fat loss phases are a whole lot easier to, uh, to get through. Something that I discussed with this client here is that Okay, so up to this point, I've done four week mini cuts and that's been great, but I'm really been playing around with the idea of uh, rather than doing like 11 weeks of building where I'm in a gentle surplus uh, and then some months where I'm just at maintenance to hold, establish that set point, um, rather than in getting to that point of like extended 11 months in that zone and then four weeks of cutting, maybe do like three to four months in a gentle surplus and then one week in a fat loss phase. One week, a one week mini cut rather than a four week mini cut. Then be in a gentle surplus for three months, and then a one week mini cut. Gentle surplus for three months, one week mini cut. So it just like one week in a deficit is so much easier to handle mentally. You can get through that. You can set yourself up there. All right, I'm gonna challenge myself for one week to eat a little bit lighter. And and really, I think what I was talking about is a great point that my client brought up is that sometimes like those short little breaks, those diet, uh, a break from being at maintenance, a break from being in muscle building phase, and one week of eating less is good for your body, good for your digestive system. It's a good mental challenge as well. It just 
there's I think a lot of benefits that come from that one week dieting experience. It's when you extend it beyond four weeks, it becomes a lot more cumbersome. Four weeks is a challenge in and of itself. Like it's not easy to get through four weeks of consistently dieting, being in a calorie deficit. It's a challenge. It's the longest I ever want to go through a dieting phase ever again. Um, the idea of a 12 week diet cutting phase just no thank you <laughs> anymore. I just, uh, it, it was great. I'm glad I went through it. Great learning experiences, but never, never again. I just love this approach now of living more in abundance and not having to be in this deprivation mindset ever again. Um, only for the short term where I think there's going to be some, some benefits, whether it's one week or four weeks. So I think from here on out, I'm, I'm going to follow this approach. If I was to tell my 41 year old self, take it slow and steady, a very gentle surplus, Every three to four months, do a one-week mini cut just to kind of tidy things up a little bit to keep yourself where you feel your best, perform your best, and to prevent any longer periods of having to diet down in, in the future. It just makes it easier on yourself. It just makes this process, it makes this, this whole lifestyle a lot more fulfilling, I think a lot more rewarding, a lot more, you just ha you're just living your life to the fullest more often throughout the year, which is really what this lifestyle is all about. So let's get to the point of like, how big should that calorie surplus be? I mean, again, this is, it's personal preference, I'd say here, like I say, like this is based on my experiences and how I have felt through this entire process. Like I know staying close to my maintenance physique set point right now and just slowly building up. This is where I feel my best. This is where I perform my best. Like even gaining like five to 10 extra pounds, I notice that difference on the ice. Even if, if a little bit of it is uh, muscle, there's still a little bit of extra fat gain in there where it slows me down when I'm playing hockey. It slows me down with a lot of other activities that I do. So I'm at a point right now where I'm in my sweet spot, where I move my best, I feel my best, I perform my best, I'm living my life to the fullest. I don't want to veer too far away from this, but I also want to give myself that chance of maximizing my potential to make sure that I'm able to squeeze out any little bit of muscle gain that I can in again as well in the process of restructuring my body kind of making the muscle more dense that more muscle mature look there that I've been talking about early and bringing out the finer details of my physique so um, yeah I am really going with this gentle surplus approach uh, which again is very tough to gauge. It's very tough to determine. So what the what the research shows, what you're hearing from guys like Eric Helms and, and Mike Ezretel and those guys, like 60 to 100 calories is all us men over 40 need or should be aiming for uh, consuming in a surplus above our maintenance level calories in order to build muscle. Now, that's a far cry from like back in the day when we were younger, the recommendation is like 500 calorie surplus when you're in muscle building mode. And it's not that building, like eating in a 500 calorie surplus isn't good for us. It's not like I'm trying to think, I rock my head around here. Basically, the bottom line is that it's pointless to consume that much extra food because we can't gain as much muscle as we could when we were younger. When we were younger, less training experience under a belt, most of that 500 calories was going to go towards 
muscle, building muscle. Whereas now if we consume that 500 calorie surplus, most of that is going to go towards gaining fat. So it's pointless to push the calories up to 500 above your maintenance level calories. The only benefit that would come from that is that you know for sure you're in a surplus. Whereas when you're consuming only 60 to 100 calories above maintenance, you don't know for sure for that day if you're actually in a surplus. If you fidget less, if you're on your feet a little less, um, that calorie surplus could actually end up being more because you're burning less calories throughout the day uh, and then you're eating 60 calories more than what you think is your maintenance. So now you're, now you're probably like 160, maybe even 200 calories uh, above your maintenance level calories because you've moved a little less. Days you move a little bit more, fidget a little bit more, you're on your feet a little bit more, doing a little bit more activity, maybe pushing yourself harder during your workouts, you may burn more than you think you typically do at maintenance level calories, that 60 calorie surplus could get completely wiped out. Plus, there's lots of errors in our tracking and the food that we're consuming and everything. So 60 calories, the error, it's just crazy. So I just, at this stage in the game, I do not obsess over my calorie tracking. I rarely track my calories anymore, mainly because I've established this lifestyle where I eat a lot of the same meals each and every day. So the first three meals of the day for me are exactly the same. I have no problem, I still weigh a lot of my foods. It's effortless for me to measure out what I'm putting in my breakfast shape. It's right there as I'm pouring. Uh, when I have my bowl of oats, it's easy for me to stick my my bowl on the food scale as I'm pouring. pouring it's, it just took me an extra second to put it on the scale and at least I know how much I'm consuming there. And, and um, same thing with my Greek yogurt and the berries there, like all that stuff, it's super easy for me to weigh. I don't necessarily always weigh my dinner stuff, that's where I'm usually a little bit more relaxed, but again, a lot of my dinners are the same, the portion sizes are the same when I consume them each and every time. So I just don't stress over the process anymore. Like at this stage in the game, especially knowing that the muscle gains are going to come really, really slow at this point, you gotta th start thinking to yourself, like, is it is it worth it to obsess over the little minutiae and all this stuff to make sure that you're like completely dialed in in order to give yourself the best chance of building muscle? Or do you just wanna like live your life to the fullest? Have great workouts, eat well, have a good idea that you're probably in a gentle calorie surplus, keep an eye on your weight, on your body fat, how you're looking. It's a great gauge of your progress there. So I just, I'm always looking at the, the trade-offs of like, really like, is gaining an extra pound of muscle this year going to make a dramatic impact on my, my life? And no, it's not. I enjoy it, I love it. And again, I'm all about maximizing my potential, optimizing my potential. So I'm gonna do what I can to get there, but I'm also not going to stress over the finer details. I'm not going to obsess over, like this is, there's so much more to life for me than trying to eke out an ounce, an extra ounce of muscle gains uh, if I do things just slightly not optimal to me. I wanna live my life to the fullest. I wanna enjoy all the activities I'm doing, I wanna enjoy the food I'm doing, but I wanna do so responsibly. So that's kind of the advice that I would be giving myself five years ago at 41. Uh, years young, uh, I would be changing. I would have definitely slowed the process down a lot slower, a lot sooner than I have right now. I would have definitely not gone through the ups and downs, definitely not gone through the bulking and cutting the 20 and the 30 pounds. If I could go back and tell my 39 year old self, 38 year old self, do not do that. That probably would have, well, I, I don't want to say, I, I would say it would save me a 
world of good and my life would be would have been a little bit better I think I would have gotten a little more enjoyment out of my life if I didn't go through that process not had to go through those extended cutting phases there um, but I learned valuable lessons is because of those experiences that I got to this point so you got to know for yourself like this is just me I love sitting around maintenance level calories right now gentle gentle surplus I love sticking close to this body weight where I feel my best perform my best I don't enjoy stuffing myself silly I don't enjoy gaining a lot of fat it doesn't help me in any way shape or form but you may be someone who really enjoys going through periods of excessive eating where you're eating a lot and you don't mind 12 and 16 week cutting phases. You enjoy that process. Power to you. You gotta know yourself. You gotta know what suits you best, where you get the most enjoyment out of life, what allows you to feel your best, perform your best. So if eating in excess for five to six months allows you to feel stronger, perform better and all that stuff, and then you don't mind the trade-off of having a diet for four months or whatever, in order to get down and, and kind of lose some strength during that process. Again, power to you. It's, it's all on, it's, it's an individual choice. It's an individual preference. I'm just sharing what I would have done differently uh, in the past, which is what my client was asking me for. He's kind of like, do I just hover around maintenance? Cause he's happy with where he's at. He wants to live, he wants to feel athletic. He wants to perform his best and all that stuff. And he's same way as me, like gaining a little bit of extra weight there, not moving quite as well. So it's really interesting to learn from each other's experiences. I would love to hear from you at this point. What suits you best? Do you enjoy periods of overfeeding, overeating, followed by longer periods of dieting down, cutting deprivation, or do you prefer to be a little bit closer to your maintenance level calories, um, taking a slower and steady approach at this stage of the game? Please take a moment to drop a comment down below, share your thoughts, share your insights, share your feedback and your past experiences and what you would do differently. And if you enjoy, if you, if you resonate with this approach of taking it even slower and steady at this stage of the game. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please do me a favor and smash that thumbs up button. I'd really, really appreciate it. If you know a fellow bro who would benefit from listening to today's podcast, please do me a favor and share it with them. Before you go, don't forget to download your free guide to Shred It After 40. Have yourself an amazing day. Catch you next podcast.